I can't do anything without the Holy Spirit, and I can't love people the right way without the Holy Spirit, and you can't either. And so you have to watch the level. How full of the Holy Spirit am I, or am I full of something else? We've been talking about that for the past couple of weeks, and I know a lot of times the things I'm full of that aren't the Holy Spirit. It's being th- is being thankful part of a godly Christian life? In other words, is a Christian, we're at Thanksgiving here, but on a regular basis, should a Christian be known for being thankful? We know the answer for that. Here we see in this verse, in this section of Scripture, a description of a thankful person, a spirit-filled person. A spirit-filled person is a thankful person. Spirit of God controlling you. We talked about last week that everything comes from God, every good and perfect gift. And so who do we thank? We thank God. A spirit-filled people... Give thanks always for everything. There's, he, and again, I encourage you this week to go back to this chapter in the, in the earlier part before the verse I'm going to point out. I'm just kind of giving you the background. A spirit-filled people and a thankful people are a singing church. They're a thankful church. They know who God is. They know what God has done. And they know why God's grace is so unmerited and undeserved and why they're so thankful for it. Thankful for the grace of God is is the key to the life for all of us believers. Thankfulness is the top command of the Christian life. So you see, I I build all this stuff, and if you go back, you know, that is who we are to be. We're thankful to be here. We deserve hell. was never designed for us, but you're going to go there if you choose to say no to God. And I'm sick and tired of hearing, how can a loving God? A loving God gave his son, and I wouldn't do that for any of you. And I love you. And so he's done his part. It's all up to us individually whether we're going to choose him. And when we do, and if we do, then we're filled with the Holy Spirit. And and I'm not making light. I say it all the time. I'm thankful that I can be a part of your life and minister to you through hard things and and pray for you. And I, I, I view that as a privilege. And some of you... Your life is not that cheery. And I'm not saying you're not cheery. It's just you got a lot going on. And, and sometimes in the Christian life, we try to make light of that. No, it can, things can be bad. But what he's trying to say here, regardless of what going, is going on in your life, if you have Christ, that's the only thing you need to focus on, being thankful. I'm trying to get that through to us because the devil continually wants to say if my bank account or my health or my family or my job or whatever is in line, then I can be thankful. And for me, we're all wired different. It's the little things. When something goes wrong, I hate fixing stuff, and it's not that I can fix stuff that well. And I've learned over time to maybe do some stuff, but the little stuff just drives me nuts. And it's like, here's the deal what God's Word's saying. Who cares? It's broke. You either have to pay for somebody to fix it. You may be able to figure it out if you don't lose a limb doing it. But here's the deal. What does it matter? I've got Jesus. So your first uh, act, uh, so let's look at Ephesians 5.20 says this. Giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving. It's an action. I-N-G. We know if he said give, you might think it's a one-time thing. But what I'm trying to get us across is us as Christians, it is a continual action as we walk with God. Giving of ourselves. I can't give for you. You can't give for me. 
it's an individual decision to live a life giving. Now, I'm not talking about finances. I'm not talking about our time and helping people. We're talking about the first part of this verse. Giving. A continual action. A personal action. So your first feeling, our thankful life, uh, our thankful life starts and continues with giving. Or we're told to give. She had it better. I didn't write it down the right way when I transferred. I gave you my points before <laughs> I was finished. So anyway, we're told to give because we've got to make that thanks work out. Okay, so we stretch some words here. And so that's how it starts. Notice what we're told to give. Thanks. It's the act of being grateful. The act of being grateful, I mentioned earlier, and usually it's to God. And it's the focus of our giving should be thanks. A lot of us aren't that familiar with this because if... In our sin nature, we're used to seeing all the glasses half full or ha not seeing that. We're seeing that it's half empty. And we're used to griping and complaining. And we need to focus on giving thanks. This is not just stopping at a mill and praying. It is the giving of thanks in all situations. We'll get into that in a minute. It's the focus of our lives, the giving of our lives. And here's your next feeling, feeling is heartfelt thanks. We can fake the thanks thing. Let's go around the table. It's nothing wrong that you do it, okay? Let's go around the table and say what we're thankful for and we're trying to stretch because we may be with some people we're not too thankful to be with, okay? Let's just be honest, okay? And God works on us that way. But you know what? You don't got nothing. You got Jesus and he's enough. And it needs to be heartfelt, at the core, what are you thankful for? And some of you today may be answered, nothing. That's a place to start. If you don't have Jesus, then you can receive him today. And some of you have Jesus and you've just gotten off track. And again, I'm going to hit this one hard. It's not about faking it and saying your life is going good. But some way, somehow, we've forgotten that Jesus is enough. Notice what he says here. When do we give thanks? Go back to the verse. Giving thanks always. Oh, boy. That means constant gratitude. That means regular gratitude. That uh, who we are is a person that gives always thanks. That's not easy. Because there's a lot of times it's like, this stinks. And I feel like, I don't have any proof on this, but I feel like when bad stuff happens to me, it happens in threes, <laughs> okay? We know when famous people die, usually it's three in a row or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. There's no proof to all that. But I'm just saying, you know, uh, w there's a lot of things in life that always. So, God, does that mean when blank happens, give thanks? When this happens, give thanks? Are you sure? Constant gratitude, regular gratitude, that's who we are to be. Giving thanks means we give it. Your next fill-in, there's an A word. I didn't use always. Yeah, I did. Okay, that's the only one that fit. Okay, your next fill-in. Giving thanks means we give it always. You know what? That's a hard one. Again, don't be fake. God knows your heart. Tell him, Lord, this stinks. I don't like it. But I know you're here. I talk about it a lot, but I'm so sick of the 23rd Psalm just being used at funerals. I don't think people are reading it enough. Because, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. 
but you forget the fact that he's walking with them all through his life. He makes them lie down in green pastures and that he can set and eat a meal in the presence of his enemies. That means regardless if you're with your enemies, regardless if you're dealing with, uh, dealing with death in your life, or regardless if you're dealing with the lack of your life or problems in your life, always be thankful for the shepherd that is there guiding you, protecting you, and giving you the things you need. Always consistent. But for what do we need to be thankful for? Notice the verse, giving thanks always for everything. This is a hard one. You may need to try that this week, especially as you see relatives. And, you know, I know everybody got great relationships. And these people you see twice a year, you're just, just as thick as thieves. And if they have that, great, you're doubly blessed. But that's not everyone. Or the, it may not just be relatives. It may be whatever you're dealing with. But we're supposed to be thankful for everything. And again, we could get into the fake on this and say, well, how is this disease a positive? Or how is this loved one that's away from you a positive? Or whatever. But let's talk about the loved one that may be the prodigal or away from us. Yes, we need to pray that God speaks to them and calls them and they come to their senses. But how is God growing you through this situation? God, I'm thankful that you're here with me. I'm thankful that I believe in you and that your Holy Spirit, that you can reach people that I can't. I'm thankful that you know where this person is and what's going on with their life more than I do. I'm just, you see, that's how we need to be thankful for everything. God, I don't like this, but I'm getting closer to you. That everything throws us off. It means for all things in all things, their trials, our tests. Job, we know what happens to Job, and we talk about the patience of Job, and then here. He's going through all this physical stuff and he's going through his, his children being dead and, and just losing everything. And then his wife speaks up. She's watching him go through all this and I really believe she cares for him, but she got in the end because she had to have more children after he got blessed. So, all right, she had to go through that, you know. But, but you know, he's going through all this stuff and then he's got these boils all over his body. He's in extreme physical pain. I, I haven't done a description on it in a long time, but I'm sure it was, was hurting his nerve endings and he was in, had no physical or spiritual comfort. In Job 2.10, he responds to his wife. He says, why don't you just curse God and die? You speak as a foolish woman speaks, he told her. Should we accept only good from God and not adversity? Throughout all this, Job did not sin in what he said. The same rain falls on the just and unjust, and we have been sold a false gospel, especially in America, where if you do the right things, your life is going to go right. Well, how, going back to the map there, and those areas in black, and the areas of the other colors, those people are doing the right thing following God and their physical lives stink. This is a lie from the pit of hell and we see it in Job. Should we accept only good from God and not adversity? Guys, in the garden, everything he made was good. He gave Adam and Eve a choice. They chose to sin. Sin entered and everything is broken. 
and I'm not making light of what you're going through, but this false gospel and the devil wants to sell you that everything in your life's going to go right. I don't see that in the Bible, and I don't see Job saying that. We can be thankful for everything because Jesus is there. He knows where we're at, and he's going to take care of us. It may not always be physically, but we know eternally. So thankful for, to God regardless of the good or the bad. Why? And we see this here. We know all things work together, uh, Romans 8, 28, for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28, you've got to be careful with that verse because if you use it at the wrong time, it's just horrible. If you're sitting with somebody and something horrible has just happened in their life and you quote Romans 8, 28, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any issue with them punching you in the mouth. Okay? And <laughs> because that's not what you need to do. And the pastor's not telling them to punch you in the mouth. Pastor said I could punch you because you said that and I'm hurting. Pop. No. But you see what I'm saying? We need to have this verse to realize that yeah, this stinks, and this is why Job's, Job's friends were great till they opened their mouths. His wife was great till she opened her mouth. The power of presence is a good thing. I'm not saying we shouldn't speak, but when this verse is in the right context, the stuff that you're going through, we need to know he's going to work it for your good. All things. So this is why we can be thankful for everything. Because we may not know the end result, we can't see it. I've had things going on in my life years ago that were horrible and almost took me out of the ministry. It wasn't because I sinned, I just couldn't handle the situation I, I, I was in. But now God is using it for me to help other people. Could I see it then? No. All things. Just lean into that. God, I don't understand it, I hate this. I'm just going to rest in you. Regardless whether good or bad, God has a purpose for our own good. So your next feeling, giving thanks means giving thanks always, now for everything. For everything. Notice the word now. Why are we waiting to give thanks? It's not about showing off. It's not about the fact that you do it verbally. But we, I hope you use this time in this last few weeks to recharge the fact that you're going to be thanking God more than not. You're going to be thanking him verbally. You're going to be writing it down. You're going to be giving him glory. And you say, well, I do that, but I know how many times I may not verbalize. I'm not talking about going around, thank God, thank God. You know, but what's wrong with that? Most people are going around using his name in vain. You might as well get it right, you know. Now and for everything, because he is the Lord and he does all things for our own good. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not calamity, to give you a future and a hope. So I'm going to wait to thank him at that mail. Really? Let's just, if everything I'm reading and even next week, we're supposed to be a people that we're giving thanks, period. Who or what do we give thanks to? Notice the next part of this verse. Giving thanks always for everything to God the Father. We talked about last week to God, the Lord of Lord. He's the Lord of Lords, all authority. He is the God of gods, no one above him. He is the great I am. But what is awesome, we are his creation, and when we see when we receive his redemption, we become his children, and he becomes our father. Awesome. He's the father of the fatherless. 
We're God's children and we can be thankful to God that He is the Father, He is the creator of all, He is the sustainer of all. We're thankful for His goodness, we're thankful for His love, we're thankful for His grace, we're thankful for His salvation. Every blessing our Heavenly Father gives to us. James 1.17 says this, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. See how he's owning this here? Giving thanks always to, uh, for everything. And here's where we drop it as Christians. We don't aim at God. Well, how do I do that, Pastor? It's just we don't follow through. We're going to get even closer on the, on, on the next point after this. But how is a lost world going to know who you are thankful for if you don't aim and give the thanks to God? You've all been there before where you may have done something, but you didn't get a thank, thanks for that. Somebody else got it or wasn't even identified. And you, It's not the fact that we all need to be noticed or thanked, but there's sometimes you just want to, kick somebody for it's like really you know and that may be in our flesh but how do you i mean it's no skin off god's back but if everything comes from god what do you think a lost world needs to see well i'm just thankful well there's a lot of people that are thankful they're thankful that their health they're thankful for their money they're thankful for their family or all that but where does that all come from who is the prime mover in that and guys, we have a lost world that we need to, the only reason we're still here is to point our thanks to God so they can find God. And so every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. And thank God that he doesn't change. He says in Hebrews that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so your next feeling, giving thanks means we give it knowingly to God because anything good comes from him. You may need to, after we leave here today, it's like, man, I'm going to start. It may be uncomfortable at first, but there are so many people yapping about so much stuff and making it verbal. It's not about being annoying. It's not about being weird. It's going to be awkward at first, but what about getting in the habit of thanking God? It's not always verbally, but uh, verbally too. There's a lot of times, of, you know, I'll be out in the woods or doing things and I just thank God for that beautiful day. Nobody's around and, and, and we should thank when people are around too, but they might think we're a little insane just talking to ourselves, but that's what it is, okay? Maybe they'll notice God. I don't know. But we need to have that habit. Thank you, God, that I'm able to do this. Thank you that this is better. Thank you that you're here with me. Whatever that is, just getting into that. So your next film, giving thanks means we give it knowingly to God. Because every good and perfect gift comes from Him. And your next question, how can, how can we do this? How can we go before God and give thanks? Because I want you to understand how this all had in, ended before uh, this, our situation. In the garden, Adam and Eve had free will. They didn't, weren't born to sin. Everyone here is born with a sin nature. Nobody, you can watch little kids. They may learn to sin better. But it's amazing how they'll learn to lie or not tell you the truth or do the wrong thing, and nobody has to show them how to do it, just other people show you how to do it better. Okay? But we're born into sin. Adam and Eve weren't. And God told Adam and Eve, you can eat of all these except this one, and they chose to go against God. And so sin entered the world, and what that meant was man was kicked out of the garden, 
If you've, if you've done gardening or, or tried to do anything here in life, the curse, the pain of childbirth, all these things are the result of sin entering the world. Pain and death and difficulty. And guess what? Everybody was left with no hope. Hell. Eternal punishment and damnation, separation from God forever. Designed for Satan and his angels, but now we're headed there. But in the same chapter you see, and we're going to be entering the Christmas season, you see God beginning in Genesis to send the solution. His son. And the whole Bible from Genesis through Revelation is about Christ coming, him living, him dying, him being buried, him rising again, him ascending, and him coming back. And so when we're talking about Thanksgiving, this is the reason for Thanksgiving. Look at the last part of that verse, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name. There's no... In Him we live, we breathe, we have our being. I mentioned uh, John 15, 5, where Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me will bear much fruit, for without me we can do nothing. We have to be in Christ. We have to be in fellowship with Christ to do anything. That's what it means to walk. We follow Christ in the name. There's power in that name, guys. Don't take any discount to that. And in that name, the demons flee. And I don't want to go around exercising demons. And it's like, let's work out, demons. No, that's not what that means, okay? I mean, getting rid of them. I mean, if I get in a situation where i got to do something, I'm going to try to exit stage left as fast as possible. But one thing I know, and the only thing I know that's going to work against that is the blood and the name of Jesus Christ. And there's power in the name. And if you're using his name in vain, whether it's God or Jesus, the pastor is not picking out the Ten Commandments. It's one of the commandments. Don't use the Lord's name in vain. And I don't mean jump on people that uses Jesus' name in vain, but if that's part of you, stop it. Not because of me, because that name has power. Power to save. I'm not mad at anyone, but I want us to understand the devil doesn't want us to see the power in the name of Jesus. Notice, in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ, you accept him as Savior. You follow him as Lord. We've talked about being sheep, and sheep by themselves are going to die. And we need to accept that we're sheep. And we're going to either follow the false shepherd, Satan. Well, I'm not cutting off chicken heads. Well, if you're following yourself, you're following Satan. He would rather you think he's a, he's a pretty pony or nothing at all as long as you don't follow God. But we follow Jesus make him our Lord and our master and he says his yoke is easy and his burden is light and he loves us and we're joint heirs and we're part of the family of God. These are all positives. We follow, we need to personally follow him. Just because grandma was a Christian doesn't mean you are. Just because this person was a Christian or because you're a member of a church, you have to realize for yourself that you're a sinner, that Jesus died, was buried and rose from the dead for sin and ask him to come in and save you and follow him as Lord. You have to do it. I have to do it. And so you have to personally follow and make him Lord. And if we're, 
if we're not for Christ, there would be nothing to be thankful for. This is what I'm getting back to. The world says that everything has to go right, health, wealth, whatever, family, and that's a lot to be thankful for. But what if your life just pure stinks? And that's a lot of people I get to talk to. Go back to what I said a few weeks ago, is Jesus enough? Because if he's not, let's go home and get in a deer stand or whatever. You see what I'm saying? There's a reason you're here today. You're here today because he is enough. But the question is, have you kind of slid off and tried to add something else? Jesus plus. I'm trying to help you here because of the fact there's going to be a time, there's going to be a place where everything's going bad. And is Jesus enough to be thankful for? If we get in this habit now, then when those times come, it's who we are. And how attractive is that to a lost world? They're like, what's going on with your life? You're not fake. But you have this peace that I don't understand. And that's what, as we get into the Christmas season in this series, you know, that song was written during the Civil War and our nation was divided. And not really having the peace on earth and the despair. Yet there's Jesus. If it was not for Christ, we wouldn't have anything to be thankful for. We need to give thanks for who He is. He's God's Son. We need to give thanks for what He's done. He is our Savior. And we need to continue to give thanks by following Him as our Lord. Making Him uh, Lord means that we follow Him and we follow His humble example. Philippians 2 verses 7 and 8 says this, Instead, He emptied Himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when He, and when he had come as a man, He humbled Himself himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. So let's follow this, this mentality that if your life is going good, you're being thankful. How would that work for Jesus in that verse there? He came into a sinful world. He trusted sinful people to raise him up and change his diapers. And then they wouldn't listen to his message and they crucified him and buried him. And he took the sin of the world. Obviously, Jesus was focused on the Father. And he was focused on the mission. And Christ is a humble servant, and therefore he's a thankful example for us to follow. Your last part, when we give thanks, we give thanks solely through Christ. I hope that helps you, that last one. Because I really am convinced we have been taught if things go well, we can be thankful. Or if something good happens to me, okay, so let's go that route. You always have something good, Christian, that's happened to you. Christ saved you from death, hell, and the grave. You are now a child of God. You are now filled with the Holy Spirit. And regardless of what happens to you here, your future is set in eternity with God. Solely through Christ. So as you go through this week and you prepare those meals and you got to go to those places with those people, there's only a reason you see them twice a year. Just keeping it real. And then... You may not pray at your family thing. You may not go around. What did we just say about the power of the name of Jesus? Now, I wouldn't just go to the family mill and just say Jesus because they might think you're using it as a swear word. But I would say, hey, before we get going here, can we pray? Or I want to just, just be thankful for Jesus. And as you go through the list, some of you go through the thing, which I think it's a good thing to go around and say what you're thankful for. It's not because a pastor said it, but I challenge you just to say I'm thankful. Why? Because maybe it's a reset here on the fact, is he enough? Are you known for being thankful 
An unthankful, unthankfulness is the mark of an unsaved person. Now, I'm not saying you may be saved, you just may have gotten off track and focused on the wrong thing, but Romans 1.21 says this, For though they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God or show gratitude. Now, there's a lot of people that are, will thank you, and there's a lot of people that will use manners, but they will never point to God. And a lost person will not have a thankful attitude to God. So i got a question for you. I think most of you here know Christ. But are you reflecting Him on giving thanks always for everything to the Father through Jesus Christ? It's the mark of the saved, someone giving thanks always to God through Christ. So as we look at the questions we have here for the, today and this season before we have a time of invitation, what are you giving? In this society right now, it's like we all want to get in our turtle shell of our Christian life. It's like people are crazy, man, so I don't trust anybody. What are you giving? I'm not talking about your finances. I'm not talking about your time. Are you giving thanks? Next question. Are you giving thanks always? I'd have to say no. Are you giving thanks for everything? I'd have to say no. And again, here's the deal. What's pastor going to do with it? Well, this is a spiritual kick in the butt for me. Because guess what? 1 Corinthians 9.27 says, I discipline my body and make it my slave so after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified. So here's the deal. I called myself out. Next time something happens, i.e. the garbage disposal messed up and I got mad at my wife and we got it fixed, but... Uh, you know, I thank God that we were able to get fixed. Always, and we didn't have to call somebody. And I didn't lose but one finger. Now he's like, what's with <laughs> Okay, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Always and for everything. There's been times you've had a flat and a broken down something, and God was protecting you from something else. Or that was a divine appointment that that yappy person needed to know about God. Are you thankful, giving thanks, always and for everything? Next question. To God. This is where I think most Christians fall short. Oh, I'm so thankful. Or I'm thankful for my health. and thankful for my family. Thank you, God the Father. Put, put some weight on it. Thank you, God the Father, for this. Are you thankful to God? Next question. Through Christ. Pastor got a little worked up about the power of Christ's name. That's because there's power. You watch all these fake theology movies on demons and horror movies, and at one point or another, they, they're not going to use it right, but they pop a cross out and maybe say that, but we're not going to go that theology route. There's power in the name. Guys, how is a lost world going to know that Jesus is the answer if you never utter his name? And I mean in the right way. Did I have any more questions? I think that was it, wasn't it? All right. As we stand on our feet and have a time of invitation, what would you be known for? Would you be known for giving thanks? And some of you may just need to 